Welcome to the Ordinary Church Podcast, a podcast about the church and for the church. I'm Connor. I'm here with Mike. Super excited to be with you. Uh, last Sunday uh, was GBI, Grace Bible Institute, and the topic of Grace Bible Institute on Sunday was resolving conflicts that arise between believers, how to approach those conflicts biblically. So in this podcast, we want to just dive back into that topic, maybe give a little bit of a recap, and Mike and I will both point out some things that kind of stood out to us from the evening and ways that we've been encouraged and kind of what we've been thinking about this week. So, mm-hmm. Mike, let me turn it over to you first. Just kind of get us started. Were there any things that cropped up at GBI that you've been kind of rehearsing this week that have been a just a real encouragement to you? I've been craving lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> if Dan Nye ever hears this, that was a great story. So, yeah, yeah. We're, and we're not going to... It's funny, when, when he went to it, I think, wow, that, that's a simple thing. And then he kept going back to it. I'm yeah. like, I'll never forget yeah. this. <laughs> yeah. this is, that was really good. It was kind of a, a uh, exercise in, in repetition in a, in a message that was very effective. And it, it was, was a very simple re- repetition. And we're not going to tell the listeners. So listeners, just go online and... Go check out our uh, GBI, Grace Bible Institute, from uh, Sunday, November 7th, 2021, in case you're listening to this, like, you know. A few years in, down in the, the year, road. Or, yeah, in the yeah. year 2025 or something. I don't know if Jesus tarries. Uh, we want Jesus to come back before then. But right. seriously, though, there there is one thing that's been on my mind, and it's something that Dan Naw said that it's interesting that I've applied it in two ways. I've applied it the positive and the negative. So he said, and he was talking about in terms of conflict resolution, he said, it's amazing how much you can forget when you're not rehearsing it in your mind over and over again. And it really resonated with me that it's so easy to rehearse hurts or something someone has done or said over and over in your mind and you kind of start fixating on it and you remember it very clearly. And so, you know, he was mentioning that there's plenty of things where people will come up and say, uh, do you remember when this happened? You're like, no, I actually don't. I, I did forget about that until you mentioned it because it's not on my, it's not front of mind. On the flip side of that, it's amazing how much you remember when you are rehearsing mm-hmm. it, both good and bad. But on the best side of things, like when you're rehearsing gospel truth or you're praying for your brothers and sisters in Christ, those things are front of mind. And it's amazing how much you remember and you're sharp with it. Right. You know, right. No, it's true. If only we were as good at rehearsing scripture as we are at rehearsing grievances. Oh man. Sometimes that would yeah. make, that'd be a game changer. So that's my biggest takeaway. What about you? What's, yeah. what's yours? I think the line that stood out to me most was when Dan Noss said, um, in any conflict between believers, all you need is for one person to start worshiping Christ mm-hmm. and the conflict. Goes that was away. really good. That was too, super yeah. good. Yeah. So is there anything I said that you, you know, there was Did actually. You, oh, there uh, was really. Yeah, let me I was know. like, oh, no one remembers anything I say. <laughs> no, I'm trying to think of you know. I think <laughs> or Matthew this, Holbrook. This is the thing that stood out to me from no. your talk. You're talking about Acts 15, conflict between Paul and Barnabas, and you just you just said you know here's a conflict between two believers, and and it you know time showed that really neither one of them was in the right or wrong necessarily. It was just a genuine difference of of the way they were seeing things. Mm-hmm. Paul goes in one direction with Silas. Barnabas goes in a different direction with Mark and they both it you know it seems have fruitful ministry and are used by the Lord and Mark even you know becomes someone that is useful to Paul again later on so mm-hmm. I think it was just encouraging to me to to you know think about the fact that sometimes you could have two people who really love the Lord yeah they're not seeing things eye to eye they'll go different ways 
and it's okay. And, it's okay. and God's going to use, yes. you know, both of those the different roads to bring himself glory. My wife, Angela, is really good at that, at, at reminding me. She reminded me again this morning of this very topic about that. Like, it's okay. It's okay that, that this is the way it is for with this one person. You know, we were t- discussing kind of a, a situation, but she's like, it's, it's, it's going to be just fine and it's all right. And people are different and God wires them differently. And uh, let's go back to what Dan said and, and the thing that you brought out. And then we'll go back to what the, the thing that I brought out about what he said, because he had some really significant things he, he brought out. But that one person in conflict needs to worship Jesus. I loved that, too. Mm-hmm. That was that was up there for me as well. And it, it was it was a wonderful thing to think that in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, really, in the in the decision of your will, you can change the narrative. You right. can right. flip the script. Yep. And it's like, praise God. And it's really as simple as worshiping Jesus. Right. So I love that. And, uh, you know, there's a verse that I think I mentioned several times. Dan Naw mentioned several times. Uh, Matthew Holbrook mentioned several times. And it's Romans 12, 18. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We kept we kept bringing this up. Right. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Right. And that really is a Christ centered thing. And that really is a. Uh, it's an interesting thing that, um, it, you know, it says that if possible, if possible, go do this. And it's right. like, as far as it depends on you. So like take every effort to to practice peace and to live in peace. And there's a lot behind that. It's the idea of, of being or the Greek really talks about being or behaving or acting as if there is peace. And that's an interesting one. So hmm. if I'm the one person that decides to worship Jesus, and let's say you don't want to be at peace with me, but I kind of, I mean this in the best possible way, I force you to be at peace with me. Yeah. Like I kill you with kindness. Right, right. I think that's that really captures the heart of this verse. Yeah. And it's not like you make people do things or force them. I don't mean that. But the idea of like winning them over. Right. Maybe it's the idea of winning, winning them over. Right. And yeah. I think on a practical level, you know, Dan was talking about how it, every conflict is ultimately a worship issue where I'm letting an inordinate desire, you know, hold too much weight in my heart. Yeah. And choosing to worship Christ is me saying, I have a certain desire. It might even be a good desire. All the different examples Dan was mentioning, I mean, the lasagna one was silly, right? Uh But I want my, you know, wife to respect me. I want my husband to listen to me. I want to feel that my, you know, employer values my work, whatever that may be. Right. None of those are bad desires. And we would even say those are good and biblical desires. But when they rise to the point that I'm willing to sin if I don't get them, that's mm-hmm. when they've outstripped, you know, my worship for Christ. And so practically choosing to worship Christ is is choosing to say, I don't need, you know, I don't need my uh-huh. whatever it is, you know, husband to listen to me or wife to respect me. I need to have Christ. Yes. And I'll let him sort out the other pieces in my life and even grow me through these these really challenging uh, situations. Kind of like, I agree. It's kind of like Matt Papa's song, All I Want Is You. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all I want is you, Jesus. And if that truly is the heart cry of of our inner man, then we won't find it extremely difficult to worship Jesus in that moment. We'll be able to let it go. Yeah. And I have a trouble with that a lot of times. I just internally, I just don't let it go. And it's like, so I know this is going to be really helpful for me. And I think I'll be able to keep getting a lot of preaching mileage off of yeah. this stuff. Yeah. No, seriously, and, and really living mileage off of it and, and thinking about, you know, worshiping Jesus foremost, which is what we say, oh, we're living to the glory of God. 
and then I hate you. You know, it's yeah, like, wait yeah, a minute, right, wait a minute. Right. Or even just the idea, I, I just had this idea, and I'll probably use it in my sermon on Sunday, so, you know. But splashing on the love like too much cologne, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but in the best possible way. You know, like the guy that, you know, I mean, I don't run into many people like this anymore, not, but it yeah, used to so be much. back in the day, you come across someone and you'd see, you'd smell them before they'd get to you, right? And it would be like this heavy, heavy cologne, the guy that wore the gold chain and the heavy cologne. Right, right, the gold chain. And it was a permeating influence. Or someone maybe who wore too much perfume or whatever. And of course, there's the person who doesn't bathe or use deodorant. There's that side there's too. There's that yeah. too. But the idea- Maybe stick with the cologne example. Let's yeah. Use, yeah, exactly, because <laughs> the other one has a stench. We'll both have a stench, but one is more pleasing than the other. Right. It's just a little overdone. Right. But what about splashing on the love liberally? And what I mean by that, not as a liberal, but as a um, <clears throat> as a lover of Jesus, yeah, generously yeah. is yeah is the is the idea. If you just like splash it generously, it won't overpower. It will undergird you know the relationship. Yeah, no, I I think that's super helpful, and I think even to maybe if we could tie it to the conflict between Barnabas and Paul, mm-hmm. I think that both of those, even if there was a sharp conflict, they could both go their separate ways, still saying. I, I really love that person though. I genuinely do. You yes. Know? And, and I also need to know, and this is kind of that Romans 12 idea of, of as far as it depends on you, God's going to hold me accountable someday for my actions in this. And I can't, I'm not going to, you know, if I'm Paul, I'm not going to answer for Barnabas. Barnabas will answer for himself. Yes. And you know, Mike, you and I will answer for our own lives someday. And I think that can be helpful in conflict too, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. So maybe it doesn't feel perfectly resolved in a human light. The Lord is the one who I have to finally, oh, you know, be accountable to. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then ultimately that brings me back to this idea of love. And he's going to hold me accountable. Did, did you love your brother in Christ, you know, even in this disagreement, even a sharp disagreement? Oh, yeah. It takes us back to, to 1 Thessalonians 4. You know, we were just, we were just uh, recording some devotional videos this morning. And I'm uh, preaching this this Sunday. But finally, brothers, we ask and urge you in the Lord Jesus. So there's an ask, there's a request, but there's an urging. There's almost a command, almost a command, that as you receive from us how you ought to live and please God, verbal instruction, now it's codified in the, in the written word forever, that you, you're doing this and you do so more and more. And it's like, okay, so what's the aggregate teaching in First Thessalonians so far about loving and pleasing God? It's like Christ, Scripture, and your brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm-hmm. And it's like loving them. And, right, and that your love may abound still more and more. And it's like, whoa, you know, abound still more and more for one another and for all. Mm-hmm. That's the uh, that's the splashing on the uh, the cologne yeah. generously, absolutely, uh, in such a way. But it's it's the fragrance of it's the fragrance of Christ. Yeah, and I think that that is is never um, is never off putting. It yeah. is it is comforting. I like the idea of fragrance too, because I, I do think that when we we're talking about, you know, growing Christ likeness, it's that our lives would have a certain fragrance, flavor, mm-hmm. a kind of a gospel flavor where, mm-hmm. you know, there's something about the way we interact with people and speak and care for others that even in disagreement, there's still a fragrance, a really strong flavor, you know, that's coloring everything we do. Of yes. Christ gets the glory. I want him to get the glory. Yes. I'm in it for Christ right now. I'm not in it for myself. Yes. And that that that's almost oftentimes it's more of a flavor or a fragrant a fragrance than a maybe a dogmatic position or even an explicit belief. It's something it's you know, Christ himself just living out through us mm-hmm. with all of his beauty. Now I I love that thought. Uh, and you just triggered something for me too. 
triggering in the best possible way. I didn't get triggered. Now I'm all upset. But the idea of of a, of a passage that I haven't necessarily applied in this way before, but in context, let's just read it. Second Corinthians two, verses fourteen to seventeen, and let's just see what it says. Well, let's go ahead and I'll read verse twelve. When mm-hmm. I came to Troas to preach the gospel of Christ, even though a door was open to me in the Lord. My spirit was not at rest because I did not find my brother Titus there. So there it goes, harkens back to this love. Mm-hmm. So I took leave of them and went on to Macedonia. But thanks be to God who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession and through us spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. For we are an aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are, be, who are perishing. To one, a fragrance from death to death. To the other, a fragrance from life to life. Who is sufficient for these things? And, and I just thought of myself, okay, let's take his strong disagreement with, with Barnabas, which, you know, going back to what I was teaching on Sunday night, is that that was a protracted disagreement. That Paul and Barnabas um, had a protracted, long discussion about their disagreement. It wasn't a one-moment thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But he says that among those that are are being saved, they're a fragrance of life. And that even those you disagree with, because of Christ, you're unified. Would still be, yeah. Because yeah. we're not like many peddlers of the word of God, but we are men of sincerity as commissioned by God in the sight of God, we speak in Christ. So even in that instance, and even in a disagreement, we're really called to to keep the peace. And 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 like, you know, I've I talked to so many people and they're like, I had a strong disagreement with this person, but I love them immensely. And maybe I can't work with them or maybe I can't partner with them anymore but I really do appreciate them yeah yeah it's like wow you can have both at the same time yes right yeah absolutely kind of a you know counterintuitive idea but it's it's a sweet idea mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and I think Paul's question you know who is sufficient for these things is so you know when you get into the weeds of this you really do kind of I think pretty quickly if you're being honest with yourself you start to think who on earth is sufficient to have this kind of love yeah. and be this kind of a, a loving person I feel that way, you know, constantly like every, you know, I way too quick to open my mouth or to just put my foot in my mouth or whatever it is. So who's sufficient for these things? It kind of brings us into how challenging all this is to live out. Um, but I, maybe a question for you, Mike, Emily and I were saying after GBI that this might've been, it felt to us like this might've been the most um, timely mm-hmm. GBI we've ever done just because of, just because the last year and a half and just, you know, everything that's happened in the church and in the world, it's just been, it's been more conflict, it seems like, than we've mm-hmm. ever seen before, right. at least in my lifetime. But right. how uh, how would you encourage people by putting some kind of feet on these ideas? Do you see mm-hmm. any really practical ways that, you know, even while people are, are saying, who's sufficient for these things, and yet at the same time do want to honor Christ and follow him in these areas, Yeah, where do you see the kind of rubber hitting the road and some of these things flushing out in more practical ways? Okay, well, first, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned that that it was timely and I and I agree in a general very very general way and what's good about it is that I can only think of I said this Sunday I, I can't think of any big things that are going on at Grace that's like this is yeah this is answering yeah that. praise the Lord yeah on the other hand I know of plenty of people that are dealing with things with people right and even Sunday night I, I kind of caught eyes with somebody that I thought oh I'm, I, I hope this helps them because they're struggling with something with someone else mm-hmm. and and that's true of everybody, right? But there was one I knew of particularly that you know has been weighing on me a little bit. Doesn't doesn't pertain to me, but it does because I'm, I'm I'm privy to the situation, right? 
and I know about it, and I'm, and I'm praying about it. But I'd say the most practical thing, and, and this is where the rubber meets the road really, it's okay, so you've got conflict, um, deal with it. Now that could mean forbearing and literally just absorbing, okay? Absorb everything and let Christ take it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it could be where you need to talk it, talk it out, okay? Um, but whatever it is, deal with it appropriately where it's like, okay, you dealt with it. But then secondly, so first deal with it. Secondly, let it go. Meaning don't keep rehearsing it. If you dealt with it, that means that when you do think about it, you purposely forget it or, or remind yourself the blood covers or, you know, right. we've dealt with this. Right. <clears throat> and then I think the third, <clears throat> excuse me, the th- third thing I'd say is, well, let's go back to that idea of worshiping Jesus. Yeah. Worship Jesus, like, like glorify God, worship Jesus, like engage, like just like engage in good, um, just engage in good. Uh, what's the next good thing you can go do? That'll get your mind yeah. off the negative yeah. stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I, I just think that that breeds it breeds a um, uh, a pattern. I think it, yeah. it really does. You go in one direction, you have inertia right uh, towards that direction. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I think just to add maybe a few thoughts to those those last two points you said. First, mm-hmm. to really let it go and forget, and then to worship Christ. First, I like what you guys were saying. Several of the you know in the Q and A at the end, you guys were just saying that forgiveness is a commitment mm-hmm. that you make. And it, and it doesn't mean that the uh, emotions immediately follow, you know, but it's a commitment that you return to again and again. And you just yeah. remind yourself, I committed to forgiving this person. I'm not going to, you know, rehearse this with them or in my own mind right. anymore. Right. And, uh, and I'm praying as that's going on in my mind that my emotions and my heart will follow, I think. Yes. Um, but I, I appreciated you guys bringing that out. And then on the last line, just to the idea of worshiping Jesus, mm-hmm. I really like Dan's line also. Um, <laughs> he just asked, have you, ever real, have you ever noticed how hard it is to argue with somebody who's worshiping Christ? And I thought <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. like, man, amen. That's Hello. so true. You know, yeah, if like, someone is totally just engaged with, or not, not engaged with, just, you know, hungry for seeing the glory of Christ, it's really hard to, you know, get that person to pick a fight with you because they just aren't interested. Right. You just kind of like the water just rolls off your back. Yeah. Like you a know? duck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, you know, it's interesting about that. I'm going to keep going back to First Thessalonians 4, but where he says, you know, we ask and urge you in the Lord Jesus. It's like you worship Jesus because he is Lord. And then it says you received how you ought to walk and please God. That's the word. It's like you worship Jesus and you obey the word. And, and there's your commitment to forgive and, and even forget and, you know, not rehearse yeah. and, yeah. and bless, yeah. right? I'm saying, I'm going to bless you. I, I'm going to bless you even if you cursed me. Yeah. Yeah. Bless those who curse right. you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think that's what it means mm. to be a, a growing Christian. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that was all... Um, Super helpful. Mike, do you have any other thoughts before we bring this plane in for landing? Let's review it. I, I think let's review. Let's go back to what we were saying at the beginning. You, okay. It's amazing how much you forget when, you, when you're when you not yeah, rehearsing and reminding yourself. And so I think that, and kind of the all I want is you, Lord Jesus, right? Just, um, you know, I love you, Jesus, so therefore I'm going to love my brothers and sisters, and, and we're going to have disagreements. We're not going to agree. And we don't always have to get our way. One of the qualifications, really, of a, the the servant of God in Second Timothy is willing to yield. 
Second Timothy two, mm. willing willing to yield, and it's like oof, we don't like to yield, yeah. But willing to yield, I think is um, is good. So I think that let's just stop on that and just yeah. yield to Christ, and yield yield to one another. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, uh, thank you, Mike, and everybody listening. We love you, and we're thankful for you. We're praying that uh, God will give you wisdom and courage in applying these things. And uh, we'll catch you next time on the podcast. Have a great day. God bless you.